This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, man, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean in for my brother Trey. On the last broadcast... Well, my last broadcast of the year 2022. And uh, we'll be talking about a lot of end of year stuff and uh, New Year's stuff because the news kind of sucks today. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, the, the big what's the big story? Don Morgan and I were just talking about this, you know, Biden signing this one point seven trillion dollar piece of crap omnibus bill in St. Croix. While young boys are putting suntan lotion on his legs. I'm kidding. (laughs) I just made that second part up. I don't know. He may have young boys putting suntan lotion on his legs. I don't know. He's got hairy legs. Uh, So we got that going for us. (laughs) Let's just loop this opening uh, segment for the next four hours, James. And let's get the hell out of here. Well, we need a little more dialogue. No, dialogue. We got chewed out for having too much dialogue on the air yesterday. Some guy called up. Some guy uh, called up. Was his name Ken? Yeah, we'll call him Kenneth. We'll call him Kenneth. He calls up and (laughs) he said, I've been listening for a few minutes now and I don't, all I hear is dialogue. I want to hear some news, not dialogue. What's with all this dialogue on talk radio? <laughs> so we'll try to keep the di- the dialogue to a minimum. This may shock you, but apparently Steven Tyler had a three-year relationship with a 16-year-old back in the 70s. After her parents... I didn't even know about this until I heard it on Red Eye. Until her, after her parents... Signed documents giving him guardianship. <laughs> okay, well, sounds like it's legal. <sighs> Slow news day. Slow. Here's Amy. Amy, how are you? Sean. Amy. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm just calling because you're you're. Streaming isn't working, and I've tried three different sources. Or streaming's not working. No, and I can't listen. I'm, I'm working at my computer, and I can't listen to you on my radio. I don't have a radio. I always oh. listen to you on iHeartRadio or right. on the KTSA website, and it's not working. But uh, being on hold, I can listen to your show, so that's great. That works. <laughs> well, Amy, I'll, I'll leave you on hold for the show if you want. Just <laughs> leave you on hold for the whole damn show. Yeah, so put it on speaker. I'll put you on hold, and then we'll come back to you every hour and check on you <laughs> and see how your workday's going. That sounds here, like fun, well, actually. That... And here's the thing, Amy. If you listen to the first 15 minutes of the show today, it's about as good as it's going to get because there's really nothing going there's on. There's really nothing going on. Oh, it's going to be I a boring ass show. every single day. I love you guys. No, oh, we love you, too. Okay, Amy, you're going to stay on hold for the show. <laughs> hey, congratulations. All right. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Stay on hold, then. 
We just made her day. Right. That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, we, we should keep her on hold and go back to her occasionally. Well, I, yeah, I already yeah. said that, Don. And just you know, are you not paying attention to the dialogue? <laughs> no, <this> <laughs> he just said. You got way too much dialogue. On it's hard to again. keep track. <laughs> you know, check in with her, and you know, especially after somebody calls, and let her offer her own dialogue. The first woman in my life who ever said "I love you" to me. Her name was Amy. Wow. Back in high school. Wow. Oh, back in not this Amy. No, not this Amy. Oh, okay. I don't know if this Amy loves me or not, but every time I hear that word, Amy, it just takes me right back to high school. Oh, I got And now that evil witch broke my heart. I got She broke my heart! <laughs> in middle she school. dumped me for a jock! God, I'm not bitter or anything! I don't hold any bitterness towards her after 30 freaking years! Was this the one Dumping my ass for a jock! Was... That chick named Amy! I paid for the prom tickets! Was this the one you had to stand on the step in order to get her? No, that was the tall check. <laughs> yeah, Amy, Amy was half Mexican, so oh, she was okay. half short. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Amy, for calling up with that wow. beautiful name of yours and bringing back all these crummy memories. I'm just kidding with you. She's on. She's really on hold, listening to the show. Yeah, no, that's she's, great. She's going to stay for the whole show. Rocks, man. The streaming thing figured out then. And uh, let's get one of our many staff members to uh, see if they can't deal with the streaming issue here uh, at the radio station. I We've got know. our full contingent of engineering folks on hand. I don't know about Don, but I know you and I know nothing about how to fix the radio. No, I have no that. idea. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I kind of know how, but I won't admit it. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody. Anymore. Smart. Tell anybody. <laughs> Very smart. Keeping that to myself. Is there anybody here but us? No. no. I think Johnny from... Was Johnny here? Does he know how to fix the string? <laughs> I Dios mio, no. Yeah. We'll do what we can, Amy. But you can just sit there on hold. We got you covered. Got you for the whole damn show. All four freaking hours of it. <laughs> and after I get done all freaking four hours of it, I'm going to go right back home and get right back in the bed. You do sound better. I slept a lot yesterday. You're not as phlegmy. Did you try the red onion and honey thing? No, I didn't try that. I had Roadhouse, but uh, it didn't have... Roadhouse? Quite... Yes. Plant what, the based? Patrick Swayze movie? <laughs> no, the steak. Oh, the steak okay. place. You went, to the, you went out for a steak. Well, we went in for steak. We had them. Right. We picked it up. Not very plant-based. So I, No. Well, they eat a lot of plants, yeah. so I guess in, in a, a se secondary way. In a roundabout way. In a roundabout way, I did have a vegan meal. I just ate the beast that you ate you the had, vegans. You had a vegan for a meal. That ate the vegetables. <laughs> vegan adjacent. A vegan adjacent. <laughs> they got four stomachs. They ate some serious veggies, okay? Yeah. And you've got one and a half with and Winslow. I've, I've got one and a half. One and half a hernia. Well, this is thrilling. Uh, 210 Well, you know, the good news is so, so far we've learned that you're feeling better today. I am feeling slightly better. Yeah. It's the last good. show of 2022. So, I mean, I'm not going to do the whole, what do you think the biggest story of 2022 was? <laughs> Let's talk about what you think the biggest story of 2020, you know, like every other DB is doing on the air today. What was the best movie that came out in 2022? If we would have planned better. And we'll Plan? Do... Had we only known this was well, going to be the last show of the year, we could have Don, I've got a great idea. snuck up on me. 
<laughs> so we can do next year an end of year segment of all the news stories that made Sean miserable, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll start with the Queen's death. Right? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't care for that. Oh, one. he was over. I the was queen. just crestfallen. My crest fell uh, when the Queen passed away. I like that idea, Don. Okay, because I do follow the Royals very closely. We'll start keeping score. <laughs> stories of all the make... stories that make me freaking miserable. Hey, we've got gay math today. We're going to talk about that. Math should be gay like everything else. Math teachers need to start teaching gay math. Okay, it's 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 heteronormative and 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 gay phobic to not teach gay math. Because I guess two plus two <laughs> equals something else. It equals fabulous. Two plus two equals fabulous. I don't That's care. all I got. I got gay math. I got the chick with the chair at the Waffle House in Austin. Oh, did you see that, that video? Oh, she oh, is. Uh, did you see the draw- what a ninja move, man? Have you seen the anime drawing that someone inspired? <laughs> no, oh. somebody already did an anime drawing. Oh, it's amazing! Like people are going to get it tattooed. I guarantee. You. I'll have to check. But no, what happened? We're talking about in Austin. There's a Waffle House. I know that's shocking. And as usual, in the middle of the night, there's a fight because that's where you go to have fights at the Waffle House in the middle of the night. Some chick is screaming at uh, some chick behind the counter. They're, 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 you know, all the dudes are, are got their phones out. Yeah. You ever notice that whenever there's a fight like that, nobody intervenes. They just stand there with their fight with their phones going, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Except they're saying the real word. Right. Real men. You know, these are men in the year 2022. Two chicks beating the crap out of each other, and every dude just standing there with his phone going, Oh, man, oh, look, oh. Well. And she, uh, and one of the chicks tossed a chair across the room over the counter at at this employee at the Waffle House. Chick just swatted it out of the air, man. She caught it. She caught it and then just flung it. Then she got a phone call from World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, it was... <laughs> she, can, she can swing a chair. Oh, she threw some It was punches. a real ninja. Yeah, awesome. she did. She smacked that chick she, a few times, she too. She threw some very... She's going to get UFC phone calls. She was beating on that chick, man. I guess she didn't... I guess the chick didn't like the way her waffles came out. Someone got smothered and covered. <laughs> <laughs> Just not the way they was intended. But this kind of goes back to something we were talking about yesterday with, the whole, with the whole fighting at Disney thing. <laughs> oh, people just fight these days. Yeah, people just want to throw hands. They just want to throw down like the Waffle House, you Mickey's House. It doesn't matter. You don't stop to think that there are some serious repercussions. That people just want to fight. Yeah, They Met- just are on edge and they want to freaking fight. Mess around and find out. Right. Here's the thing about getting into a fight. There's often a pretty good chance that you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> You know, and I can now, honestly and now say with cameras everywhere. Everyone's it's going to live on forever. I can honestly say that if all the ninety nine point nine percent of all the fights I possibly could get into, I'd get my ass kicked. That's fair. Is that yeah. fair? Right. I've been I've been in some good fights, and one of the best ones started off with I told the dude, uh, "You're going to bleed. I'm going to bleed. I just don't know how much." It's <laughs> <laughs> a good line. <laughs> You're cracking Amy up. That's a good line. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been in a fight. I let's, can't think of one. Let's check in on Amy. Oh, hey, Amy, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. You I'm still there? <laughs> 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 
God. That's great. Are you enjoying the show? I had, feeling, I had a feeling you'd come and check on me. Yeah, yeah we got to check on you every now and again. Yeah, yeah you're staying yes. with us. Well, I keep checking the streaming, so as soon as the streaming comes back on, I'll hang up and free up your line. All right. But well, I think we'll be okay. All right. Well, you okay. stay on hold. Enjoy the show. Okay. Rock on. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. And we're back. It's also Funky Friday, so that explains the funk music that you're hearing. And uh, we're just talking about the newest uh, of the day. Except my computer just froze up on me. So apparently our, our streaming isn't working right now. And so we... Uh, this damn thing here. And so we, we had our, our first caller of the day, Amy, just because so, you're going to hear about this throughout the day. And Amy loves us. She loves this show. She loves listening to us. She loves it. But the uh, but the the streaming isn't working, and so we have her on hold so she can listen to the show at work. So if you hear us talk about Amy, that's what's going on. Uh, let's see, gay math. Let's start with that. Gay math. There is an organization that wants math teachers to start incorporating trans stuff into into teaching math because in some bizarre way, I guess math ain't gay enough. Uh, they say that, uh, they are, the, 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 the group is called the Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network. The Gay Lesbian Straight Education Network. And they're all about adding, uh, you know, gender stuff and gay stuff into the, into the classroom. There, there's just not enough of it. And uh, they're now pushing for trans and non-binary inclusive math curriculums. They have an article on their website that's, that's called, How Do We Make Math Class More Inclusive of Trans and Non-Binary Identities? I didn't know math was pissing them off. I, I, I wasn't aware of this. Mathematics educators play an important part in reversing this trend by creating inclusive environments for LGBTQ students and trans and non-binary students in particular. Uh, And has some suggestions for how to make math more gay. How to gay up the math. Uh, This is actually from the website. An example from Algebra 2. Could be a linear programming problem constructed with the goal of finding the cheapest possible way to attend prom. The problem could include the cost of tickets per person, tuxedo rental, dresses, dinner, and a limo ride, and be explicit about including LGBTQ couples in any formal attire they choose. This is math class. They also have another example. Another activity could be to model the spread of the use of the singular they, them, and their pronoun 
by starting with a community of any given size, perhaps 25,000 people, and giving the probability that any encounter will lead to a percent of the population adopting the they, them, their pronouns as part of a regular use, the students can determine how long it will take the entire for the entire population to identify. What? That doesn't make any freaking sense whatsoever. It's math, man. Two plus two equals one more than a throuple. How do you make any kind of gay up math? Math is pretty static, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it, there's not really anything. There's not, there's not really, you know, anything gay about it. I mean, it's math is probably one of the least gay subjects there is. I mean, you, you, how do you gay up math? Hated it. <laughs> The a website says the ability to consider sexuality irrelevant in the mathematics context is a heteronormatively privileged position. <laughs> oh, wow, the streaming must be working because Amy dropped off. Oh, no. Call us. We'll miss you. Um, yeah, so if you believe that math, that sexuality should have nothing to do with math because sexuality should have nothing to do with math. Understand that you're engaging in a heteronormative privileged position. I, I'm just gayed out. I'm trannied out, man. I'm just, I, I, the, 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 everything's gay. Every day I got a new tranny story, another gay story. Another story about how we got to gay something up because it's not gay enough. And apparently math just isn't gay enough, man. Now, the implica- now what is the implication here? Is the implication that, that like trans and gay students sit in a math class going, this is so not me? You know, I mean, you know what I mean? I just so don't feel welcome in algebra class. It just keeps the agenda alive. That, that's the, the uh, that's all it is. That's all it is. It, I, it doesn't make any logical sense, man. I mean, you have to write the number one the way it's written, and I know it's straight. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. It's just the way life is. It's math. Hey, taking your calls, do you think math should be gay? Do we need gender issues Brought into math classes across this country. Will this make for a better America? Will this make for a better... You know what? You you talk about Asian... We, Asian Americans get lost in the conversation pretty much all the time. You know, they, Nobody gives a crap about them in this and, country. And they're, just, they, ha- they're happy to stay out of it. And they're probably very happy to stay out of it, man. They learn math in utero, okay? By the time they're born, they know trigonometry. They must be laughing their asses off. Here we are trying to gay up math. Ooh. 210 599 
And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's the 550 KTSA Morning News. Sean in for Trey. Then I'll be in for both of us uh, for wearing Rima. Then the uh, Dana Last Show uh, at uh, 9 a.m. Where some guy is in for Dana who's in for me. Does that make sense? Did I get this all straight? And uh, we're not sure if we're having streaming problems or not. We had Amy on hold because she couldn't listen to the live stream, and she loves the show so much we let her sit on hold. But then she hung up, so we assume the stream is working. But now we have Carlos on line one. Carlos, how are you? Good morning. How are you doing, Sean? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Getting close to the, the end of the year here, man. Yes, it is. But- <laughs> no, but yeah, no. I was just, I always catch you all on iHeart, and right. I've been trying and trying because I do it every morning on my phone. You couldn't get it to work and today? I, I, no, not at all. I kept switching back and forth and back and forth, and I I I could hear other stations. Wow, but not KTSA. Well, try it again because I guess it's working for Amy. Okay, because she I hung up on that, us, sir. All right, man. Yeah, yeah wonderful one, man. All right, thank okay. you. Have, have a happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for the call. <laughs> this is some of the most fascinating radio I've ever done in my life. You know who John Blumenthal is? Uh, John Blumenthal uh, used to be an editor for the L.A. Times. And um, he's having a total Elon Musk freakout. John Blumenthal uh, is trying to figure out what to do with his Tesla because he owns a Tesla. And he wrote a piece on Wednesday. He said, I bought a Tesla to help the environment. Now I'm embarrassed to drive it. Uh, Because of the recent revelation of Elon Musk's political views, all of which I abhor. Which ones are those, by the way? I'm starting to worry about what sort of political... Now, listen to this guy. I'm starting to worry, and I'm bringing this story up, not that you should give two craps about, you know, John Blumenthal and what he thinks about anything. But in his rant, he's giving you a window, he's providing us with a window into the soul of the average liberal puke and how they really think. He owns a Tesla, he got a Tesla to, Tesla to lower his carbon emissions. But now he feels bad about driving a Tesla because of Elon's politics. He says, because of the recent revelation of Elon Musk's political views, all of which I abhor, I'm starting to worry about what sort of political statement the car is making. Will people see me as a symbol of right-wing environmentalism, a living oxymoron? He says his uh, uncomfortable feeling towards his own uh, uh, Tesla was motivated by Musk's aim to turn Twitter into an unsupervised playground for neo-Nazis and other random hate mongers and wackadoodle QAnon followers. When I bought the car, I had no real opinion on Musk's somewhat clouded political beliefs. Now that Musk has apparently swung to the far right. Oh, God. (laughs) Banning journalists from Twitter. He banned people temporarily who doxed him. 
banning journalists from Twitter while reinstating neo-Nazis. I'm horrified to be associated with his brand. Whenever I drive anywhere, I don't know whether to sell, but I do know that I'm just not as comfortable driving it anymore. Listen to this. The car was impractical, but it had sentimental value. My environmental activist friends were not impressed by my assiduous urban composting, LED bulb installations, and energy-saving appliances. I needed to do more to diminish my carbon footprint. The icebergs were melting, my friends said, and at least one polar bear was wandering around <coughs> homeless and hungry because of me. Ha, 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 ha. So basically... So basically, he bought the car because he caved to peer pressure. He bought the and car. Now, so and now he feels bad about it. He bought the car to give the impression, look at what an environmental guy I am. Yeah. But now he, he's worried people will think he's a Nazi because he's driving a Tesla and he thinks Elon Musk is a Nazi. Right. Well, as a Tesla owner, here's what I'm going to tell you. What? I don't drive around in it saying, look at the environmentalist I am. <laughs> well, apparently I drive around in it. do. I drive around in it and say, look how friggin' fast I'm going. <laughs> Woo! But see what I mean? But that's what's important to this guy. The, the, whatever, you know, if he believes in the global warming stuff, right, then he has to believe the Tesla is better for the environment. But he's willing to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Because he thinks it makes people think something of him politically. So damn the earth. <laughs> Screw the earth and global warming. It's all on how people freaking perceive me. Good Lord. You know, if they, you know here's not that I should be handing out life advice. But here's some life advice. <laughs> High school's over. Yeah, Move on. All, yeah, grow up, man. Come on, man. It's a car. It's a freaking car. Either you love it or you don't. Trade it in. Get a Volkswagen. Do something else. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> you know, for God's a, sakes. Someone else will give your Tesla a, a fine home, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, but you're coming off looking like a total jackass. Oh, man. That suddenly how people think of you because of Elon's politics, which we really still don't even really know what they are. He's he's cleaned up Twitter, and somehow that's made him a freaking Nazi. Uh, and so this guy is worried more about how he is perceived as an environmentalist than actually doing anything about the environment. Because that's how most liberal idiots think. It's virtue signaling. That's all it is. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You know, and and I, there's a lot you, you you encounter probably a lot of folks like that in your own life, don't you? Who are proud liberal progressives, and they can't shut up about all the wonderful crap they do for people and for the environment. Ugh. Two one zero five nine. It's just it's obnoxious, man. Hey Blumenthal, nobody gives a crap what you do do with your Tesla. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. 210 <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still a little sicky-wicky. Carlos is still listening on hold, right? Yeah. Because I guess we're having streaming issues. 
So, but we had Amy on hold, who was listening on hold, and then she dropped off. So I don't yeah. know. The streaming is still down. The streaming is still yeah, down. I, so what? Now me, I'm never going to sleep again. So what happened to Amy? Why did she leave us so suddenly? She not even an explanation. She was there, Don, and then she right, was gone. Just like that, as if we meant nothing. She used us. <laughs> No, you know what? Boss probably walked by. Hey, uh, are you yeah. working? <laughs> you know, well, if she's listening on her, you know, listening on her phone or something, maybe, maybe she had a phone call she had to take an important uh, phone maybe, call. Maybe I don't perhaps, know. Perhaps her ego waffles popped up out of the toaster. I don't know. I'm and just she feeling had to go have breakfast. I'm just feeling kind of used here. That's all. Again, yeah, it's something yeah. about Amy's. I don't know. They just they love to trot all over my heart. I, I don't understand. Here's a. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, morning, everyone. The what? Let me tell you, I've been back on Twitter now, maybe a month, maybe three weeks, something like that. Right. Democrats, Democrats are. Uh, it's shocking how extremely closed-minded they are. No. The only the, the only political views that we know of from Mr. Elon Musk are that he is absolutely for freedom, right? freedom of speech, and science. That's all we know about so him. That's what we know about him. <laughs> so why why people, why, well, we know why Democrats would be against all three of those. They're not for freedom. They're not for right. freedom of speech. And they are the anti-science party. They certainly are. They like to claim the opposite, but, you know, they get into this multi-gender crap. I mean, they, uh, you know. No, I, you're absolutely right. They they hate him because he they lost control. <coughs> Excuse me. Their idea of freedom is our opinion is the only opinion that matters, and nobody else should be heard because we're just so damn right about everything. And oppose, opposing that set of standard opinions makes you into a Nazi. Whether you are or you aren't. The only thing the Democrats voters listen to and believe are the the hierarchy Democrat members of the Democrat elite. Yep. If Nancy Pelosi says it or Chuck Schumer says Ugh. it or Schiff or Nadler or right. any of they are all in no question. If if AOC they are all in, no questions. No questions at all. You're absolutely right. I got to run, Steve. I appreciate the call, man. We'll uh, have a look at your AccuWeather and traffic coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News. I'm in for Trey. This is the final 550 KTSA Morning News for the year 2022. 2022 doesn't that sound like we're you know and 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 to a certain extent we kind of are you know like i was 2022 and 2023 doesn't that sound like the date you would always hear in old science fiction movies in the year 2022 you know and, and yet here we are and uh, uh, what a year, too. I was kind of looking at, uh, you know, face puke. And I, I'm trying not to do as much on face puke. Uh, I, I, you know, for a while there, and I know Steve was talking about going back on Twitter. 
And I was trying to, you know, I was kind of figuring out uh, back and forth, thinking back and forth, well, should I focus on Twitter? Should I really focus on a Twitter account now that he's cleaned, that Elon's cleaned it up? And I, I've really just kind of come to the conclusion, and I know this may sound hypocritical because I'm on, I'm on Facebook right now, but I just don't think any of it's very healthy. I, I'm just really, I mean, I know I've been saying that for a lot of years, but it is true. It, it, social media has really rewired our brains. And I'm not so certain in a good way. So I think if I had a uh, if I have a New Year's I, I don't really do the whole New Year's resolution things. I think if you want to resolve to do something important in your life, you should do that any day that you feel the need to resolve something. And believe me, I got a lot to resolve. When you're me, you usually do. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, this year I, I really I think I really just want to keep kind of pulling back on the social media. We act like it's this necessary thing to our existences, and it really isn't. It, it really is a choice, you know. It's, if everybody logged off of social media tomorrow, it would go away. If social media is, is such an influential thing, it influences presidential elections, it influences uh, the flow of politics, it influences history, if you will, uh, as we're going through it, and 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 it's all by choice. It's all by choice. And so I want to keep losing weight. I got to lose some a little bit more weight before this thing in February. In February, I got to have a uh, a hernia fixed. So I got to I got to lose some weight between then and now. But uh, and I so I so my, one of my big things that I want to do, do this year is just kind of get myself healthy and just stay healthy and you know really just kind of click into some kind of a healthy lifestyle so I can avoid uh, you know any additional medical visits or hospital visits. But I think also you know I just really want to pull back on the social media because what I found is I've been thinking about this for the past few weeks and maybe you found this as well. Do you ever just stop and think to yourself, my God, I spend a lot of time just staring at this thing. Just staring at the phone. Uh, and I, you know, I used to be a big lover of the reading of books. I always had a book going, and I, I still try to always have a book going. But I was thinking the other day, wow, holy crap, do you know how many, how many books I would read in a year if the time that I spent doing nothing on social media i spent reading books again you know so i i, I think really that's going to be the focus for 2023 for me beyond that maybe i don't know shower more you know i i i you know. <laughs> i think it makes my coworkers happy well I, look i got to be honest with you i was just i was i was looking at um well, I was on social media. It was on Facebook. But I, I do cruise Facebook while I'm on the air. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, because I'm usually looking for stuff to talk about. Beyond whatever, you know, I had prepared and stuff. But, you know, when, it, it, when your memories come up, you know, it was one year ago today I was in the hospital. 
And I remember thinking, I'm going to be in the hospital for New Year's Eve. What am I going to do? What am I, you know, should I watch the ball drop? And I just, I don't know about you, but I just, I, I've gotten to the point where I just, network television, I just cannot, the last damn thing I want to watch is Andy Cooper getting schnockered on, on tequila. You know what I mean? It's funny. He, no, it's he gets more gay the more he drinks, and, well, and he's anno- okay. he's annoying when he's gay. Okay, here's what I find funny: what is that he takes himself so seriously, and he's a beacon for, Ugh. and then he just lets it go on New Year's, and Eve then he gets hammered and looks like an idiot on TV and looks like an idiot. Didn't Seacrest say he was okay with them saying no alcohol? I saw that I think, yesterday. Yeah, because they they said they they've said no more alcohol during the live broadcast, and no more Kathy Griffin, please. Oh God. I think Kathy Griffin is kind of taking care of that over all by herself, man. Just with her Kathy talent, who? with her talent alone. I never got it about that chick. I never understood what 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 was supposedly funny or entertaining about that chick. So, uh, point being that last year when I was in the hospital, I ended up watching. They they did a marathon of dives, drive-ins, diners, and and what is it? Di- diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah. The Guy Fieri Show, which is just one of my favorite shows. And so I ended up watching that. <laughs> and then we did a big uh, big video thing uh, when midnight came so we could all see each other. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of glad this one's over, to be honest with you. It's been kind of a crummy year. Uh, I mean, good, good and bad and the ugly. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly pretty much took place for me personally this year, and I know for pretty much everybody on planet Earth. I'm just kind of hoping uh, this coming year is a better year for us all. I guess we got to take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey is off this week. I'm Sean. I'll be in for both of us next hour, wearing Rima. <laughs> and uh, we're talking about whatever scraps of news we have here at the uh, uh, at the end of the year, uh, which is pretty typical uh, for, our, for a holiday week. And uh, certainly we're wishing you have a great a great new year. Um, I get, let, let's talk about the Steven Tyler story just for a second. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Um, we, and I, I didn't know about this, so I heard him, the guy uh, uh, talking about it on Red Eye when I was driving in. That uh, according to an article in Rolling Stone published yesterday, A woman is accusing Steven Tyler, who is 74 years of age at this point. Now, that'll screw with your head just, just in and of itself. Steven Tyler is 74. Whoa. Uh, a woman is accusing Steven Tyler of sexual assault, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. In a new lawsuit... Uh, her name is Julia Holcomb. She's alleging that when she was 16 years of age, and Steven Tyler was in his, I guess, mid-20s, from 1973 to 1976, 
uh, he had a sexual relationship with her. Again, she was 16 years old. They apparently shared a couple of apartments together. Um, He, at the time, convinced her mother to grant him guardianship over her. The reason being it was against the law to transport a minor across state lines. Uh, And she is now claiming that she was powerless to resist Tyler's power, fame, and substantial financial ability. Uh, she said, uh, the, the relationship began when she met him in Oregon after a concert, not long after she had take, she had turned 16. She followed him to Seattle and, and they had a sexual relationship. It was consensual. He allegedly obtained guardianship around 1974. Uh, she did an interview in 2011 where she, uh, remembers, uh, he had mentioned that he wanted guardianship papers so I could travel across state lines when he was on tour. I had told him my mother would not sign me over to him. I asked him how he got her to do it. He said, I told her I needed them for the papers for you to enroll in school. Uh, she became pregnant in 1975 after she allegedly threw her birth control pills off the balcony. Well, you know, life with a rock star is always going to be a little chaotic, I think. Just a smidge. Just a smidge chaotic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, I... Uh, okay. You well, know, this is a long time ago... First of all, let's start with the parents. The parents gave her permission to live with him. Okay, so that starts with them. Yeah. She's young. He's young. That's what young people do. But the adults in the situation signed her over like an Indian chief saying, now bring me ponies. (laughs) Now bring me ponies. What the hell? I want three ponies and a bracelet, okay? I mean, when I first heard the story, that was kind of my, my initial thought was what, what what the hell's wrong with the parents man yes you thought it was a good idea to sign guardianship of your own child but she over can't, to a guy in a rock band she can't sue her parents because they don't have any money so the only person she can bring up is steven tyler but let's start with the parents is this really just about getting money she ain't rich she broke is this just about getting money you watch for this chick now i'm not condoning any of it don't get me wrong but the parents still but the signed the parents it. did sign her over to him. The relationship, I mean, they were together for three years. It wasn't like he assaulted her one night at a party. No. They lived together for three years. And for people that young, three years is forever. Yeah, I mean, I guess my point is she could have left. I mean, it's not like he was holding, keeping her in a freaking cage in the living room or something. It's easy to walk off a tour bus. Very easy. You know, I, I just, this this sounds to me, and again, not condoning having sex with 16-year-olds in any way, shape, or form. But this was 50-some, how 40-some years ago. 
And yeah. she's now just coming forward and suing him. I I'm sorry. I I just I I if if she had actually suffered some I'm not saying he should have done what he did, but you would have you would think that at the time or somewhere closer to the time you would have heard about this or there would have been police reports filed or something. If I'm the judge, I'm throwing this case out. Yeah. Little too much time has passed. And I, I think Miss Holcomb is, is just trying to get some money out of Steven. Go write in your diary about your parents. Sorry, lady. Right. You know, I mean, and I'm not a huge fan of Aerosmith. Don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> if I got to hear love in a freaking elevator one more time, I'm going to scream. And I'm sorry, Dream On's a great flick, but after, after you've heard it 10,000 times, it's not quite as good the ten thousand on the ten thousandth listen. I mean, they're all right. I've just I've never been a fan. I've never been a huge Aerosmith fan. They did a couple of songs I liked, but you know, just not 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 my thing. You know, this is one of these stories that we've heard about for years. It was like an urban legend almost. Oh, was it? Yeah. So it's been bouncing around for yeah, a while. Been bouncing around for a while, and he, and he kind of talked about it a little bit in his autobiography a few years ago. Right. Um, oh, I saw that, that right. That this was going on, so. It's yeah. not news. It's not. No, it's not news. Not a new thing. Not at all. This, you know, has been pretty much common knowledge for nearly 50 years at this point. So now she's, it seems like she's just trying to get some money. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I think the age of consent in Oregon is 18, I believe. Is it? Was it at that time? Yeah, I think it still is. 18. In some states, it's, it's, you know, 16, 17. Right, right, right. It's 18, but so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Doesn't matter to me anymore. I'm long beyond that. (laughs) And, and, you know, and and going back to what Jimmy says, I mean, what the hell's up with their parents back then? Well, that's what I keep coming back to. I mean, it's one thing to sign your child over to a rock star, but that one in particular. (laughs) I know that one. I mean, even no, back in 1974, though, if people knew of his reputation. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Sign her over to Elton John. Much safer. Much safer. <laughs> Barry Manilow. Right. Well, but, you know, I mean, people let their kids go live with Michael Jackson, you know, I mean, and get into his bed with him. I mean, I, 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 think, I think fame has, a, uh, has an effect on people. When it's fame at that level. Oh, Steven Tyler wants to be around my kid. Well, that means I get to be around Steven Tyler. I guess. I still can't ever see myself signing guardianship over of my kid to any freaking rock star, anybody for that matter. So what do you think about this one? Any thoughts on this? Uh, Yeah, in the mid-70s. Steven Tyler uh, lived with a 16-year-old whose parents had signed guardianship over to him so he could travel with her across state lines. They lived in at least two apartments together. She got pregnant at some point. Excuse me, I just snorted on the air. And and now uh, uh, she is uh, suing him for sexual assault. And what else here did I see? Uh, sexual assault, sexual battery, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. And this took place in the mid-70s. And I think we're all pretty much in agreement in our dialogue uh, here on the show 
that mommy and daddy are really the weird ones in this entire situation, man. That's messed up. But is she going to be successful? 210-599-5555. Look at your uh, traffic and AccuWeather coming up next on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Oh, God, yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Michael Jackson just gives me the creeps, man. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5585. We're talking about creepy musicians. That's why I played it. I know. And uh, uh, Steven Tyler is facing a new lawsuit that he lived with a uh, 16-year-old uh, back in the mid-70s whose parents had signed guardianship over to him. Uh, he was, uh, in his mid twenties, she was again, 16. Uh, you know, what do you think about that case? Also, I guess we've been having problems with our streaming service. And so we've got, do we still have Carlos listening on line one? Carlos, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, dude. You're listening <laughs> on hold, aren't you? Hey man, I'd rather hear it that way than no way at all, man. Man, that's great, dude. Y'all are one, so. All right. Well, keep hanging with us, man. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. <laughs> he sounds a little high, doesn't he? Very. He sound a little stoned? Yes. Good for Carlos. Is he doing bong hits on hold there? Maybe he's got an issue, a, a you know, something that requires him. To do bong hits while he's listening to this show? I've heard it actually improves the dialogue. Uh, doing bong hits while listening to this show. A lot of words. There's a lot of words in the dialogue of this show. Right. Just want to throw that out there. Since we're talking about Steven Tyler, well, this is kind of an interesting thing because the news just kind of sucked today. I mean, the, the big story again, Southwest sucks. Pete Buttigieg is still gay and inept. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few other stories to go through. Uh uh, as we make our way, nothing huge. The biggest story is that Joe Biden signed the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill into law in St. Croix, where he's getting a little Joe time. He's on vacay. I mentioned earlier he's he's signed this massive bill at an innocuous desk in St. Croix. We were all just wondering if he had young boys putting suntan lotion on his legs while he was signing it. I have no information as to whether or not that's true. Uh, but we're talking about Aerosmith. And what would you say? This is kind of a cool thing to do on a, on a holiday like today. The, the greatest rock band ever, in your opinion. Who is the greatest rock band ever? In, who would you say? Now, that could translate into your favorite. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, who you think is actually the greatest, but... Who would you say is the greatest rock band ever? It's always between the big three. The big three. Beatles, Zeppelin, Stones. Beatles, Zeppelin, Stones. Don, am I off? No, not really. <laughs> you're pretty close. Well, just for the all-time thing, like if you're doing a yeah, rush more. Right. But a modern kid would have to go something like Pearl Jam, Foo Fighters. You know, I was never into the Foo Fighters. I always like Nirvana. 
Okay, a big Nirvana you, fan. Of course, it's always generational when you're talking about the greatest of anything. Well, sure. But the ones that transcend the, the trans- generation right, right. is the big three, Stones, Zeppelin, and Beatles. I, and I, you know, I, I, I've never been a huge Stones fan. And frankly, I've never been a huge Zeppelin fan either. Huge Beatles fan. I would say uh, the Beatles were probably the greatest band of all time. Uh, even though I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have in that with each passing generation, you hear less and less about the Beatles. Um, you know, it's really weird. And uh, when I was growing up, uh, I mean, you know, we were just a handful of decades out from the sixties with generation X and we loved the Beatles. We couldn't shut up about the Beatles. Well, you know, the Beatles st- were the gold standard for everything. They were still around. I mean, all, they were you know, still the, around. The all of them yeah. were still, were still putting out solo material, which of course people would often use sure. to compare to this, the, the music they produced as a, as a group. Yeah. I saw McCartney in concert in 1989, but we just we we spoke of the Beatles with such reverence, and 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 you know, frankly, I listened to a lot of the Beatles. I, I was a huge Beatles fan, and I've just noticed that they're they're not as prominent in people's prominent in people's minds as perhaps they were. Mm-hmm. And isn't it weird seeing people in their 20s wearing Nirvana shirts? <laughs> I think that as time goes on, you uh, know, you know a, a lot of people lose track of the fact that if it weren't for them, you wouldn't have Nirvana. You, you wouldn't. wouldn't have Queen. You wouldn't have anything that came along. Because really, what bands were around before the, the Beatles came along? Only Chuck Berry and Buddy Holly yeah, who right. influenced them. Right. But, but as far they... as bands, you know, you four individuals collectively making this you know beautiful noise together. It just really it didn't exist. It didn't. You know, and they, they come along and all of a sudden okay. there's a band on kinda, every corner. They kind of <laughs> created that idea of yeah. having a band and right. of a band being a, a I mean, you ask anybody who came along in the years after, when did you decide to get in a band? Ed Sullivan. Right. February right. 1964. That's, the next day I bought a guitar. That's, right. that's mm-hmm. fair because everyone was a solo artist before yeah. that. Pretty okay. much. Exactly. I got you. You had bands, but they weren't the right. idea of a band was not really prominent. And they, they, I mean, beyond that, uh, there's a lot of revolutionary things that the Beatles brought to the table. The idea of the theme record, right? Well, of, writing, a, of writing of your a, own material, writing your own. Well, yeah, well, writing your own material. Just didn't really, other than than Brian Wilson with the Beach Boys, it just didn't. Happen. It really didn't. And then uh, look at something as simple as cover art. You know, they they really kind of created the idea that another part which has kind of been lost in large measure with downloading and streaming but the beatles revolutionary revolutionized that whole idea that visually a record should have something going for it too as far as the packaging right which they were always big on it was before sergeant pepper you know did some great record covers oh revolvers are great revolver rubber soul we'll discount the white album the white album, but that was actually kind of brilliant. I know. That's what made it so brilliant is it, it they didn't just put have their anything. name on it's the just cover. the Beatles. Yeah. And it's white. And it's white. <laughs> to this day, one of my favorite records. And it's just kind of interesting that you really, you really, I used to have a, uh, you know, a standard for how young I would go as far as people I would date. 
in the <laughs> in the brief parts yes, of my yes. life when I wasn't married. There's a mathematical equation, and it was if you can't name all four of the Beatles, you're too young for me to be with. I never encountered such a person, but I always had that standard in my head. Uh, there was Ringo, uh, Mick. You know, because a lot of young people today probably couldn't name all four of the Beatles. No. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Seriously. Not until they get to college and meet that weird friend who knows all the music in college. But now it's the weird friend who knows all the music in college that knows the Beatles. We grew up, and, and the Beatles were still, I mean... Just everywhere. I mean, uh, people talked about the Beatles, listened to the Beatles constantly. Books came out, new biographies. Mm-hmm. Movies. Movies, you know. But you still hear their, their influences today. Well, you do. Mm-hmm. It, it, you do, actually, whether they admit it or not. Oasis. Oh, you know what? But they Don't know. get me started well, on Oasis. Yeah, they, they'll admit they ripped the Beatles. Yeah, off. they <laughs> completely ripped off the Beatles. But they did it with pride. They were like, yeah. we but want I don't know to why like anybody liked them because they sounded l- so much like the Beatles. To me, it was such a ripoff that I couldn't listen to them. I just liked that the well, the harmonies were good, the arrangements, and I liked the instrumentation, the use of strings. Well, Wonderwall got me some action on occasion on a few mixtapes. I will say that. We, we didn't need that visual. Thanks. Impressing play and pause on yeah. the. You got you know, we, there, we there was a time from... where if you gave a chick a music mix and it didn't have Wonderwall on it. Yeah, we went from you know discussing the the Fab Four, <laughs> the rhyme of getting lucky to Champagne Supernova. No, Come on, ne- no, man. I never got lucky to Champagne Supernova, but Wonderwall. Oh boy. I'll be your Wonderwall shot. I'll be your Wonderwall. But, but there, there's proof, though. Wonderwall was what? An album George Harrison recorded. Oh, that's in, right. Yeah, that's See, where they got that from. They, they, they pay homage. Yeah. They ripped them off. Oh, they off. pay homage. Homage. Yeah. <laughs> homage my ass. Well, the Europe, they ripped them off. <laughs> in Europe, it's homage. In America, yeah, it's, it's a, a rip-off. Off, yeah. Right, pretty much. <laughs> Bunch of hacks. <laughs> So if you, well, you want to join us, greatest rock band ever, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean in for Trey on New Stock 550 KTSA. KTSA FM 107. Well, I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, final broadcast of the 550 KTSA morning, new- morning news for 2022. So we slide on into 2023. Uh, we'll all be off on Monday. Uh, to celebrate the holiday, and uh, we'll start it all over again on, on Tuesday. And uh, we are taking your calls, uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, whatever's on your brain. Because the, uh, the news itself is, uh, is, is kind of slow today. What's this? Check on it, Carlos? Carlos, how you doing, man? Hey, Carlos, you still there? Hey, yes, sir. We're having problems with our streaming service, so we're letting Carlos listen on hold. <laughs> Was that a dog? <laughs> what kind of dog you got, man? He's a bull mastiff. A bull mastiff. See, I, I I have a rule in my house. I never let any animal live in my house that could possibly kill me. So <laughs> I'll never have a mastiff. But you know, uh, thank you for giving a home to a mastiff. So, are right, you enjoying the show, there, dude? Yeah, as usual. You guys are always, you know, you and Trey. 
Theologist number one, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate that, man. All right, we'll put you back on hold to keep enjoying the show. Again, apparently we're having some kind of streaming difficulty, so letting Carlos listen on hold. Here's Rick. Rick, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? Morning, guys. Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Uh, my granddaughter, who's uh, 13, asked me to buy her a record, a Harry Styles record for Christmas. Right. Uh, which, I thought, which I thought is great, you know, and she's got on brand new bell bottoms that are coming back. And <laughs> now, so now I'm just waiting for disco to erupt again. No. Actually, I don't. I don't mind disco. You remember how there was a time where if you liked disco, you just weren't cool. There was a time when disco itself was extremely cool and it was a huge deal. And then there was a time where, in order to be cool, you had to hate disco. And I've never minded disco. There's some good music that came out uh, in that era, uh, if you think about it. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to also comment on one thing I thought was it's related to the music, and that's when they were trying to, this last uh, week, right before Christmas, uh, the number three song on the Hot 100 charts was a song called Kill Bill, and it's about a, it's a rap song about this woman who wants to kill her uh, her boyfriend and maybe his uh, new girlfriend. Her, it's her ex-boyfriend. Right. And uh, and I was thinking, they're going to let this at number three, and yet they're willing to try to cancel uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. <laughs> so I thought that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, considering what a lot of the new music is about, trying to cancel the old Dean Martin song was always a bit hypocritical, man. Absolutely. You guys have a great morning. All right, man. You too. Happy New Year to you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, just a little hypocritical. I don't, you know, I, I don't, when my kid comes out, she plays stuff that's new. I don't hear a lot of, I mean, since I've been off music radio and that's been for a long time, I don't really listen to music radio. I mean, honestly, I listen to Jack uh, because I like the mix. But I personally don't know what a lot of the new music sounds like. And frankly, the new music that I have heard is depressing as hell. It's just, it's. <laughs> well, the best it's stuff. Just, there's is, a lot of it that's just really depressing crap, man. What's know, that? The best stuff isn't getting getting heard by the vast majority of people. Like I, you know, my, my son, Thomas, is 20, and he's always right. coming into me with this, this new band he's found. Right. That no one, you know, they've, you know, they've got their following and what have you. But as far as mainstream, uh, you know, just not there. Because you know you don't hear new rock and roll on the radio anymore. Well, there's the, you so. don't, and there's the you know the 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 attention span thing, right? Has I think really impacted music, and and not in a good way. Uh, especially music that's corporate, that's you know being put out by the big guy, by the big companies. Mm-hmm. You know they know the, and that's one thing that we face that we have to deal with in dialogue radio as well. Dialogue <laughs> is that. The, the there's there's no attention span with folks these days. Well, the disco is coming back around. Well, the Foo Fighters did a disco record yeah, well, a few years one ago. One of the bands that I play a lot of our bumper music is Tame Impala, and this is a new, re- relatively new artist. Yeah, like, uh-huh. listen to this. Stuff. That's basically funk and a little disco. Yeah, that is. Huh. 
not bad. Uh, all I'm saying is that a lot of the stuff, you know what it is, too, I think, is that there's so many more options now, I mean, as far as getting music. Oh, yeah. You know, than when we were younger. And quality. In that, and quality, because it's, it's, it's the same thing with writing. Like, you find this in writing a lot. Uh, people can publish their own books. I publish my own books. I'm a self-published author. You know, I'm, I write poetry for the most part, so, you know, I, I'd rather have control, oh, creative control over my stuff than try to squeeze it through some stinking poetry journal or what have you. But I don't really do it for the money, obviously. But music, you can produce your own records now. The The technology is, is so good that you can buy the equipment you need. Do it in your living room. You don't even need a freaking band. You can imitate just about any instrument you want you digitally. Can, you can just use some samples and go with that. Some sa- People just sample a beat and they they make a song out of it. Well, it's paying homage. Sorry. <laughs> paying homage. homage. And... Unfortunately, when everybody can do it, and this is going to sound so snobby, but I'm going to say it anyway. So you know, but I'm 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 artsy fartsy. Okay, when everybody can do it, it's harder to find the good stuff. Does that make sense? No, you're you're absolutely right. Because there's so much out there, and everybody's got a CD, and everybody's got this, and everybody's got that, and it's it's hard. There, there was an odd filter, filtration that, that took place when you really had to work hard to convince people to invest in your product, to convince people to invest in your music and to invest in your band or, or your sound or what have you, whereas now anybody can just put out anything. You know what I mean? And so there's just, there's a, I'm sorry, but that, that, and you really have to produce a lot of crap. I mean, it produces a lot of great stuff that would never get produced otherwise. Mm -hmm. But along with that, you also get a lot of generic stuff that's, you know, it's not very good. So it's not the money that you need to produce the the, uh, product. The money that people are still needing is to promote it. Right. With the record promoters and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. the social media. That's where the money That's where the focus has to be. That's where it's at now. So you're still going to spend money. But there's just so much out there, it's got to be a lot more difficult now to really rise above the the crowd and and make a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the best stuff these days you discover by accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You know, you catch wind of something or, or it's, you hear somebody talk about an author or what have you, and, and then it's just basically accidental. Or you you're in a bookstore and you see you know something that looks moderately interesting to you and you sure. end up enjoying it and it's uh, by somebody you've never heard of before right. it's published by some publishing house you've never heard of before yeah like I've and about, it's probably about, one of my books about, <laughs> well about nine I, years ago I discovered this whack job poet that lived here in Texas that I'd never heard of before and one day I come in and there's one of his books sitting on my <laughs> sitting on my desk it's excellent bathroom <laughs> reading it's one thing I said. That's what I say about my poetry. It's excellent bathroom reading. I think you know what I mean by that. But uh, the stuff that's put out by the mainstream, and Trey points this out, and he's absolutely right, the attention span is so short now that you have to start the song with the best part of the song. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no... People ain't going to stick around. Give them the hook. You got to give them the right up front. 
Uh, I've noticed this with popular fiction as well, in that the chapters are much shorter. It's kind of that James Patterson model, which, frankly, I used in a novel once as well, where you keep the chapters very short. And every chapter has a cliffhanger, in a sense. In other words, you, you, you give... At the end of the chapter, you give the person a reason to want to get to the next chapter. But it's all based on a short time sp- uh, t- attention span. You know, I've seen it with my own kids in that, you know, they, they, they jump from one thing to another. Listening to, to music with my daughter in the car, and she'll play like 30 seconds or 40 seconds of a song. Then she's like, oh, wait, here, I want you to hear this one, too. You never really hear the entire song. It's interesting. But, again, I, I think this is an affect of, of social media and computer and Internet because long gone are the days where anybody has to wait for anything. And I know I'm st- starting to slide into old fart territory here. Because you know what? It wasn't always that great having to wait for stuff. <laughs> so it's kind of a double-edged sword. But, you know, you could have anything you want whenever you want it. That's why people binge watch TV shows, right? They'll spend hours and hours watching episode after episode of a, of a certain TV show, show they like. And, uh, and we just have no patience and no attention span. We want whatever we want when we want it. Chicken nuggets. It's a chicken nugget culture. You're right, because that's what you always said, that chicken nuggets really are the, were the beginning of the downfall of, of Western civilization. <laughs> hey, buddy. Are you okay, buddy? Can I get make you some chicken nuggets? You want some chicken nuggets, buddy? Boop. Here you go. Press the button. They're shaped like little dinosaurs. Takes all of 40 seconds to make. I've said The microwave oven, really, was the beginning of the end of Western civilization. Yeah. <laughs> That's a happy little shell. <laughs> <laughs> but at least we have that problem of a microwave. Well, right, right. That's a first world problem that, oh, should I do my chicken nuggets in the microwave or should I do them in the oven properly? Most people on planet Earth are eating dirt cakes. You know, here we are, you know. Which dipping sauce should I use? <laughs> should I go with the honey mustard? Or the barbecue. Why don't they sell my favorite dipping sauce from the franchise at the H-E-B? Yes. Again, first world problems. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. Oh. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Again, it's Sean in for Trey. I'll be in for both of us coming up at 7. And then the guy who's sitting in for uh, Dana Lash will be sitting in for me <laughs> from 9 a.m., 9 to 11. And, uh, and that's kind of our morning on the last day, uh, last, last broadcast day for us of, uh, of 2022. And kind of leave, leaving the phone lines open for whatever uh, you're thinking about, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's a, an interesting New York Times poll and I'm 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 thankful for what I'm seeing here. In that uh, the the New York Times ran a poll, and they're a pretty leftist paper, obviously. And they uh, they they polled four thousand four thousand adults, 
and asked them what they thought if they supported or didn't support certain terms that are now new terms that are largely considered woke terminology. And this is across the board. This is, you know, conservatives and liberals. Uh, the majority, according to the, the end result of the New York Post uh, editorial bo- board's poll, uh, which was published on Wednesday, is that the majority of Americans are not on board with this effort to warp the language into ideolo- uh, for ideological ends. 90% of poll respondents reject the word chest feeding. <laughs> Chest feeding, which which came about because, you know, not all breastfeeders are women, right? Dudes can breastfeed, too. And so the term that they thought would make that all right is chest feeding. 90% of the people polled said that's a bunch of crap. 85% are fine with breastfeeding. Well, good. That was keeping me up at night, man. Uh, they're also not into birthing person, uh, rather than, uh, calling somebody a mother. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, uh, they, they, uh, they, for some bizarre reason, Democrats thought people would love the term Latinx. People hate it. Latinx, which came about because uh, the the you know Spanish is essentially it's a romantic language and, and it's got gender references throughout the language. I, I can't speak it, but I know enough about that. A is feminine, O is masculine. Exactly, Latino, Latina, and they thought that was bad because it 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 refers to gender, and so they came up with Latinx, which actually, if you pronounce it the way it's spelled, is Latinx. <laughs> Everybody hates that. I've I have yet to meet anybody who is Hispanic who likes that <laughs> Latinx thing. The the San Antonio Current, you know, they're they're liberal and they use a lot of the Latinx Ugh. on their post on Facebook, and every single post is saying, "What are y'all doing? I'm not going to support anything that's promoted as Latinx." Latinx. It's so it's insipid, man. <laughs> Because gender's bad. He can't have gender. Gender's bad. Gender's just a construct. So uh, people don't like Latinx. They don't like birthing person. They, they don't, thank you, Jesus, they don't like chest feeding. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think in general a lot of this woke crap uh, is, is really propagated by a relatively small community of people, and it's pushed by a lot of corporations because they, they want to make money. Right? Disney is probably the best example of a company that is attempting to make lots of money by being extremely woke, and it's actually having the opposite effect. Woke is broke, man. Was it Elon that said woke is broke? I think Glasgow said that. Maybe Glasgow. Chris, our former producer, said that. 
people, I, I think the whole woke bubble is popping. I think, you know, especially when when you get to a place where we are in this country where people have genuine concerns, you know, obviously the economy numero uno. I mean, I don't know about you, but we were at the HEB again yesterday. Lots of empty shelves. Prices of stuff has really gone up. Don't let nobody tell you we ain't in a recession. We're in a, we're in a, uh, we're in a freaking recession. Uh, the border, need I say more, other than the border dot dot dot, which especially here where we are geographically uh, really affects us and how we live. It, it, it's eventually going to affect everybody how they live when you're talking about millions and millions of people. Uh, coming into this country illegally. Um, but the w- point being that when you have actual problems, you know, and this is something that I learned and, and still sometimes forget and try to remind myself after my stay in the hospital, as far as making sure you know what's important and what's impor- what's really important and what really just isn't. And when people are having a hard time of it, whether it's the economy or their town's been overrun by migrants or their neighborhood's overrun with crime and they can't leave their homes, a lot of this woke crap falls by the wayside for most people, I think. I I, I know it does with me. I mean, I don't take it seriously at all anyway. But when you're having a rough go of it, and somebody says, you should call them all Latinx. You know, you just want to, I'm sorry, you just want to smack somebody. You know what I mean? Like, oh, sit down. <laughs> Let's get a life, man. You know, when you're trying to pay your bills and, and hold it all together and and some ridiculous liberal idiot starts talking about people with uteruses, Right? And feminine hygiene products in in men's rooms. Okay, people have had enough. Uh, everything's gay and trans, trans and gay. I think people are are, are kind of you know getting a little tired of that stuff. Obviously, if you look at some of the movies uh, that have come out recently, that were pushing that agenda to a production, they've all done very very poorly at the box office. People are just tired of being preached to. Again, people are trying to pay the bills. People have real-world problems. And they're stressed. You know, people get stressed. I, I, I get stressed. We all get stressed. I mean, you know, I, I got a pretty good gig. I'm on the radio and stuff, and I get stressed. And in times of stress, I mean, don't hit people up with this woke crap, man. It, it's just, it's, it's insipid. Start preaching to people about what they should call people. You know, how dare you claim there's, you know, there's only two genders. What's wrong with you? You're, you're so hateful. People have had enough, man. At least that's what I'm taking away from this poll. People are done being preached to about how they should talk, what they should think. And uh, and I and I think that that whole m- movement is 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 hopefully going to fall by the wayside in the in the coming year. 
We have to take a break. We have Ware and Ryma coming up next. That'll be me. <laughs> Trey, again, is off this week, taking some time off. Uh, so uh, a couple more hours of me running my mouth about uh, the news of the day and whatever the hell you want to talk about. We got Carlos still on hold because our streaming is down, so he's listening on hold because that's how we roll here, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA.